and welcome to Her House, Her Home, episode number 15. I'm your host, Amy Wicker. In today's episode, architect Marlene Emerzian shares insights into her award-winning net zero home design, designed so noteworthy that the city of Phoenix is offering them to the public absolutely free. We'll discuss what makes these homes unique, the features they include, and some of the barriers. So Marlene, thank you for joining me today. I so appreciate your time. Tell me a little bit, just a little bit about your background, first of all. Uh, I am uh, an architect who was trained in uh, Detroit, Michigan, and I'm working in a um, general practice uh, here in Phoenix. Awesome. Nice. I did not realize you were trained in Detroit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yes. exciting. That's exciting. Where did you train here? I uh, trained with Gunnar Burkertz and Bill Kessler, who were two of the most important architects in Michigan and uh, did work. Gunnar did work all over the world. Really outstanding uh, contemporary work and fantastic mentors to me. Nice. Very nice. Okay. Well, we won't talk about the Lions, um, but we'll just keep right on going. Tell me a little bit about the Net Zero competition. So the city of Phoenix uh, sponsored a competition for a house that was to be 80% better performing than a typical house. And when I looked at it, I thought, well, you know, for me, what's interesting is to go net zero. How can we, because I knew that in our area, net zero is quite achievable in a, um, uh, with a, you know, relatively simple cost basis. And so that um, competition was done, and then we showed how we could get to, in fact, a little bit below net zero with the highly efficient development of the overall volume of the building, and so efficient in you know orientation neutral could be built any any orientation, and with the solar panels, it could be not only supporting all the energy of the house, but a little bit more. That's amazing. So yeah. let's dive. Let's dive deep a little bit here. When you say net zero, um, what are we really referring to? Can you kind of define that for people? So what that means is that the house in the in this case, solar panels are used to generate power, and a battery is installed to be able to run when there is no direct sunlight. And so the battery is sized and the solar panels are sized to allow for continuous operation without electricity. That's the key. Nice. Nice. And then there are um, ratings expert, home energy rating system. Hers is the standard for rating residential single family construction performance. And so we worked with the top Hers rater to establish the actual performance ratings and evaluation for the house, which included, you know, complete uh, evaluation of mechanical systems, electrical power, etc. Okay. Now, the key thing for us is that the house and the operation included not only traditional air conditioning, but opportunities for natural ventilation, which often just are not designed for, unfortunately. And so the actual energy needs of the house were significantly lower than is typical. And so we needed less than a third of the roof for solar panels, for instance. Wow. To just the entire, yeah. Just due to the fact that you changed the ventilation system. No, it was just because, it was because primarily the volume of the house was designed to be so efficient that it 
perform very well for air conditioning. And then all um, the majority of the exterior glass was exterior shaded. So we almost eliminated all the direct sunlight gain that would come in the summer. Those kinds of key characteristics developed a highly performing house that required less energy to operate. Nice. So let's talk a little bit more, and you touched upon it, about the windows and how, how you treated the windows to be um, to do what they do in terms of you know, no direct sunlight into the house. Are they well, coated? You have a coating or a screen or something that comes down? So what uh, what we did is we developed all the primary glazing, like in the living areas, for instance, where it's the, the most square footage of glazing, are all recessed um, within the exterior uh, roof frame. And so they're recessed. And at the exterior, there's a sliding screen. So it allows for the limitation of direct sun on that high glass area uh, before it even gets to the glass. And that's the key. And it's quite simple. And with, um, you know, design of it incorporated in the basic house, it's quite easy to accomplish. Yeah. Now, just just to clarify, when you say glazing, what what are you referring to? So somebody who doesn't have a background in architecture, they hear glazing. I'm Can talking you- exterior windows. Yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you. And then in terms of, you know, rainfall and reusing the water, I'm assuming that went into the plan as well. So right now the, um, uh, the, the rainfall that is coming down on the, um, house itself can be collected, but each, uh, project is going to be dependent on what the site is. Yes. And right now this is not site specific. Okay. Okay. All right. For the house itself only, and then there would still need to be development of the site design for the site selected. Okay. Understand. So were you pretty surprised that your design was selected? No, super happy. You know, we jumped on it kind of at the last minute just because we thought, okay, um, we, it's really interesting and we're going to learn about hers. And it was uh, super interesting and we had a fantastic team. So it was just great to get recognized, you know, and show really our purpose was to show this is totally feasible in our region. Why aren't we doing this more? Yeah. And so that begs the next question. Is this kind of design suitable for for the colder environments, let's say for the East Coast or, you know, upper Midwest, for example? Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, it's the same principles, which are that in the Midwest and in cold climates, you want the envelope to perform just like we want it to perform here. There's really no difference. Right, right. I cannot tell you how many conversations I have with people about, you know, creating more sustainable homes and the general response I get from most people Oh, it's too expensive to do that. The barrier is too high. It's too costly. How do you respond to that? The what we're finding is um, the uh, the status of home construction is that you know everything is selling, and so you know whatever you can build is probably going to sell. And so there's not of much motivation on builders to change from standard construction because they just hit the copy button and then it goes. And so I think that's kind of probably the biggest factor right now is that there is um, there needs to be builders and developers that are motivated to kind of change the approach so we can start doing, uh, 
you know, large developments that are sustainable and not building like we were building 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. So do you have any tips, suggestions on how individuals can approach builders? Let's say if they have your design and your design is now available for free, correct? For homeowners, which is thrilling and exciting and what an incredible opportunity for people. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your best recommendation for how one should approach a builder with this type of home to make it to make them excited and interested in this project? Well, since this has been done, uh, we have identified some really good contractor um, sources for the construction type that we have. And there are some builders now that have completed buildings with this type of construction. So what we're working with the City of Phoenix right now is to do an update on their website and a special feature to show kind of those connectivity points and uh, how people can search for appropriate experienced contractors to start doing the project the way that it's drawn. That's great. So mm-hmm. tell me, how big is the house? What's the square footage, bedrooms, bath? Can you tell me a little bit more it's, about that? Um, three bedroom, two and a half bath. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pretty traditional kind of mid-level house, about you know, a little under 2,000 square feet and uh, with a two-car garage area. So pretty, pretty traditional space. Yeah. And then what is the general cost? Have you estimated the cost for for building this for a homeowner? We have, and it's being updated right now. The cost right now is about two and a half years old. And so, you know, it needs to be updated. Yeah. And that's going to be updated also on the Phoenix website with some of the systems updates that they're doing for the project. Okay. Can you give me kind of a range of what you're thinking in today's dollars, what it would be? About, I would say about 350 to 400. Okay. So not bad. No. Not bad. What would you say was one of the more challenging aspects of trying to design this home? Mm. Was there anything? Not anything in particular. Like we have a fantastic mechanical engineer who's very visionary in terms of systems and efficiencies. And um, it just, it's not, it's not really complicated. And so again, I think the only reason these things are not done more is the kind of the way the market is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And do you have many of these homes built right now in the Phoenix area? So if someone wanted to see them? We do not. And so we are going to, as soon as we can get one started, we're going to start filming it and then put updates on the city website. Oh, that's great. Such a mm-hmm. great, a great thing. And I love the fact that really anybody can build it anywhere. So um, I suspect there will be some good interest, you know, in it um, as the word gets out about it. I was going to talk to you about the barriers to these net zero homes. What do you what do you see as, as the biggest barriers for these homes? Is it accessing the types of materials that are needed or is it really just about finding the right industry- crew? In this particular case, you know, it's a um, a structural insulated panel system, which is not typical for residential. And so we are actually looking at an update that will evaluate how close can we get with a more traditional framing system. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the biggest draw, uh, um, kind of uh, impetus right now that is um, not typical for residential construction that's making it, I think... Um, Uh, delayed in terms of how many people are implementing it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's great. Now I'm going to, I'm going to ask you one more question here. You know, 
if let's say you've got homeowners that maybe they're not in a position, they don't want to go out and build a new home, but what can they do in their existing homes today to try to make them more sustainable, environmentally friendly? What what are your recommendations? Well, you know, it's very much dependent on the way their house is right now. I would say one thing I see a lot is um, uh, unconditioned attic spaces within which mechanical duct work or mechanical distribution is done. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things you might want to look at is where are your mechanical ducts for your house? Are they within an insulated space or are they on top of the insulated space? And if they're not in an insulated space, See if you can just do a even a um, uh, uh, spray applied water, uh, insulation at underneath the roof, and that way everything under that is then insulated, and that makes a big difference, right there. Yeah, that's usually yeah. the first thing I ask them to look at. Yeah, that makes sense. It seems like windows would be another good option for people as well. Would you say? Well, windows are quite expensive. So yep. I think if you're going to consider replacing windows, then obviously try to get something with high performance. Um, that's usually quite a tough one in terms of cost. Okay. Okay. Or, is there is there a second area you would recommend? I think the the exterior insulation on the on the roof, and then um, it's uh, pretty difficult to do anything within the wall area to upgrade yeah. the insulation, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. tough. But then if you can then integrate exterior shading on your windows, mm -hmm. that helps a lot in our region, right? Yeah. Where yeah. heat on the through the glazing is a big factor. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. Okay. Well, listen, I think um, you've given me a lot of great information here. Is there anything else you want to add that I haven't asked about these net zero homes? No, I think you've done a great job. I hope the message really is that this is achievable and we can do this in a very cost-effective manner. And um, that was, is what I hope improves uh, soon as we go forward. So if people either want to reach out to you or see the designs, where can they go to do that? How can they reach you and where can they find the designs? Yes. Yeah, so all the contact information is on the City of Phoenix website and they go into the um, sustainability section and they'll see the connection to the home at, to the um, net zero house. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And then are you available if people have questions or is anyone from your firm available um, if they have specific questions about the design or the materials? Absolutely. Yep. Your website. Do you want to mention your website here? Yes. It's www.emersionarchitects. Awesome. And we will definitely put the correct spelling in our show yeah. notes so everybody knows how to spell that. So, all right. Well, listen, thank you so much, Marlene. I appreciate your time. You did a great job. Best of luck to you. And uh, I'll check back in with you in six to eight months to see how things are coming along. Would love to hear how things are progressing. Thank you, Amy. I really appreciate right. your interest. If you've enjoyed the podcast and want to hear more, please hit follow. We're always looking for good stories. So if you have one that you would like to share about owning your own home, or if you have an issue you're dealing with and you're not certain how to resolve it, feel free to reach out. I'm your host, Amy Wicker. Until next time, thanks for joining us.